Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Coach Karina Calhoun. I am your uh, I am your international podcast host. I am your business strategist. I am an avid introvert. I just want to put that out there. I am an avid introvert. Folks are typically shocked to hear that and try to tell me, Karina, uh, I think maybe you're an extrovert. I'm not. I'm not even an ambivert. Mm -hmm. I am an introvert because I process human interaction a little bit differently. So I just want to lay that out there for those that are wondering, can I do what my purpose and calling is in life and still have the personality that I have? You absolutely can. So today I am super excited to be on the show talking with someone who I absolutely uh, really respect and honor in in this business landscape. Leslie, how are you doing today? I just want to go ahead and get it started. How are you doing today? I am doing well. Thanks so much for having me on. I've been really looking forward to this. Absolutely. So tell us where in the world you are and then tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, so I am currently in Sebring, Florida, which is central Florida. So uh, just a little bit south of Orlando. And my husband and I, we've been here since October, but we've kind of been a little bit of digital nomads up until like for the last three years. And we decided we're going to stay in one place for a little while. Uh, and I love Florida. So we decided to come back here. And so, as I mentioned, my husband, uh, we've been married just over 27 years, 27 and a half years. And uh, it's been really great, I would say, for the last, like really great for the last three, four years. You know, so when I say it's been really great, you know, that means that there was something up before. And the reason why I wanted to bring that up is because uh, self-development has really played a big part, uh, self-care, self-love in my relationship. And I knew doing the work within was what was going to help me. And in essence, that that actually benefited my relationship. Uh, and so when I say self-development, that means that I am in the self-care space. And that's why I really love that we've connected because this is you. Like, I really love what your mission in life is and how you are, you know, pouring into and supporting your community. So, yeah, I've been a coach now for just over almost five years. I started back in December of 2018, and I transitioned really from being a mindset and emotional awareness coach into more of a, a, a whole holistic self-care coach. So I work with women who have businesses, who, have, who lead small teams, and what I do is I help them prioritize self-care as part of their standard operating procedures to create that wellness culture from within, because when they uh, model that as part of their company's culture, they benefit, their team benefits, it promotes team, team building, uh, it promotes that the, the team feels that they're valued, and it's just an all-around uh, wellness mindset that I think will really help even the bottom line of a company because it, it will foster loyalty when someone feels like they are uh, they are valued. So that's what I've been doing now. I've been working mostly with just female solopreneurs and started transitioning into those who have teams. And so, yeah, that's what I've been doing. I love it. And we're going to kind of backtrack a little bit, park in a couple of spaces that I really want to bring to the forefront. The first thing is you talked about being a digital nomad, which I think a lot of people have considered that, but not really sure how to go about doing it. 
So I just want to put this plug out there. I know you said that you all you all have been doing it for a little while now, but the, just the fact that you've done it and at whatever stage you're at, as you've done it, you've been successful. I just want to put this out there. Reach out to Leslie to find out the do's and don'ts. And I mean, really, if, if this is your life's dream, if this is something that you want to do, please, by all means, dial into these things. There are so many people that have so much experience and so many different avenues of life. There's no reason for us to say, well, I'm not really sure. We can just get on a quick call and say, hey, Leslie, what do you think about this? What are your thoughts? How can you help? And that actually might help you go into some personal development as well. <laughs> as well. Yeah. We always get in there, you know, but, and so I, I just kind of wanted to park there just for a second, just to get your take on that. Um, just the, the digital, especially for those of us, let's just go ahead and put it out there. Those of us that are 50 and over, because that is what we're talking about right now. This is, that's the series that we're in. And so for those that are 50 and over that may consider this digital nomad existence, what has been your experience with that? Yeah, so it all started, I was just in my, I, I was just a little over 54. So I started, I started thinking, I want more than just what my life is like right now, because I really was miserable in the lifestyle I was living. I was working full time in a law office. I've been, I've been in the industry for over 40 years. I still have a footprint, but now it's through my own consulting company that I, I support a team of lawyers and paralegals still in California, but it's me that's running my show not that the other way around. Uh, and so I really was a slave to my time. I worked long hours. I commuted both ways. It was a long commute. And one day we were living in California at the time and my husband, I, I had said to him, you know, I really feel like we need to make a change because I didn't feel like I'd be here in a year from that time to be talking about it because I felt I was literally on a fast track to a heart attack. So that became my indicator that time something has to change. And the only thing that I could think of that I could do was take back my time. And that was, we need to get out of California because number one, California is really ex super expensive. And we decided we wanted to go somewhere where it was uh, less traffic. Uh, the cost of living was a little bit better and I could maybe breathe a little and find something different. And so we ended up in 2018, March of 2018, uh, you know, I went, we went and found a place to live. And then I went back to work and told them that I'm leaving in two weeks. And I said, but I would really love to still support you. So let's figure this out together, which we did. And I've been doing that now for five years as, you know, as a, my first uh, entry into entrepreneurship, you know, and then we decided after a couple of years, we were thinking about it the first year, my husband started doing some research around what it would be like to live in Mexico for a little bit of time. So he'd been following different uh, people online. And that's really what, where it started was he was just following different people who did this for a living. They went and they lived in different places because they wanted to, as we were when we were younger, when we got married, we wanted to be able to live our lives now, not wait till we retired. And so we found Mexico was the place to go. We were we were about to go down through California and that's when the, the pandemic came. So in the middle of the pandemic, we still said, well, we're not stopping our plans. So we drove from Las Vegas because that's where we were living at the time all the way to Canada because I grew up in Canada. 
we stayed for a few months in Canada, drove down to the U.S. Um, that first October, that was during election year, right? That was during the election year. And we uh, flew into Cancun November 7th, 2020, and we were there for six months. And it was, we, well, we didn't, we didn't stay in Cancun. We went to a place that was just south, south of Cancun, about 20 miles south called Puerto Morelos, which is a small fishing village of 10,000 people. And it was glorious. It was the most beautiful, amazing experience. And we said, let's do this again. So we went back up, up through the U.S., back to Canada for a few months and back down again. And we did this for a couple more times. And we would stay in, play, stay in Canada for a few months and we'd be in Mexico for a few months and in the U.S. for a couple of months. And that's how we were able to do this because, number one, I'm able to work from anywhere as long as I have Wi-Fi. And my husband, you know, he's semi-retired. So, you know, when we were in Mexico, well, he wasn't working. He was enjoying, we were enjoying him being home and being able to do more things. And then now we've just decided, let's stay stateside. So we're now in Florida. We've been here, as I said, almost a year. A few days from now, it'll be a full year that we've been here in Florida. So it's not something that you would just pick up and just do. I would suggest research it, really research it. Where would you want to go? Uh, being able to understand that it's downsizing. We, uh, most of our things, we, we each had two suitcases and we had things in our vehicle, of course, because we drove back and forth through Canada and the US. But for the most part, we live tiny, very tiny. And so being able to do that, that's a big thing, especially if you have a home and now you want to downsize. I would try small. I would try a little bit smaller, maybe downsizing your home. But if you really truly feel like that the digital nomad lifestyle is for you, there's a lot of communities on Facebook that you can find. And then just look on YouTube, start Googling people who do this. This is their lifestyle. You will find a ton of expat communities in different places, even like Belize. There's people in Guatemala uh, we've met through that came through Mex through where we were staying. And we met a lot of people. They're all over. And there's a lot of places that you can go where they have these communities. But it's really about doing the homework and making sure that living tiny, you can that you know that you're you know, you're letting things go because I know sometimes people have a hard time of letting their possessions go. But for us, what we decided was more important was collecting experiences because those yeah. last a lifetime. Yes, absolutely wonderful. I love that. You know, and th this is why we're doing this, this series, Wisdom Speaks, because this is the type of information that we want to really put out there that you have options and I want to ask you this because you are in the personal, really the, the self-care personal development space. Do you consider making this decision? And I know you said you felt like at one point that in a year's time, you may not be here to tell your story because you were possibly headed towards a heart attack. And I can absolutely resonate with that. I know that there are other women our age and some younger, to be very honest, to be very frank with, with those that are listening that are in that same situation. Do you feel like making this decision for your life is really the ultimate uh, self-care, self-development 
decision that you've made? Absolutely. 100%. It was the best decision of my life. You know, Steve Harvey, he wrote a book called Jump. He's done a, there's a video on YouTube about jump. And it's really, in essence, you're going to jump off a cliff, kind of, the meta, the metaphor, uh, not knowing if, you know, there's a net down there to catch you, but you're willing to take that risk for more in life. I feel like just because you're over 50, uh, you don't, that you're, that you're, you're just as important as you were before you turned 50 and beyond. I'm 60 now. I just turned 60 in February and I'm living my best life. I am loving the life that I'm living. My husband and I have an amazing relationship communicating wonderfully. And that was because I didn't try to change him. I knew that in order for our relationship to thrive, I had to do work for me because a lot of my baggage from the life that we were living was because I felt wounded in so many ways of, you know, working so hard, uh, you know, long hours where it was like 15 hour days, sometimes bringing work home on the weekends, you know, commuting to work early, early in the morning. So I would beat rush, you know, beat the rush hour traffic, you know, it would still take me close to 40 minutes to get to work, which should have only been maybe a 20 minute drive tops. And it would take me over an hour to come home from work every day, but I had to stay late in order for that to be my reality. And so not having, a, you know, quality of life, not, you know, really having quality of our marriage because I didn't really, I was exhausted by the time I got home from work. And then, you know, when I would communicate, I was always communicating emotionally because that's just how I felt. Doing the work for myself, that I wanted to do it for me. Yes, it was, it benefited our relationship, but I had to, I knew that all I can control is myself. And if I want to live a better life, that's where I had to start. But also too with my faith, because I know and very, very much know that God has a plan for my life that is so much bigger than I can even imagine. And when I've allowed myself to be open to receiving his guidance, that's why I'm here where I am in the space that I'm in, I'm in because it's because of him, all of the doors that have opened, all the all of the opportunities, all the collaborations, all of the, the the people that have come into my life that have helped me get to where I am is because I allowed myself to really, you know, embrace that other part of self-care to me, which is my spiritual side, you know, and I am, as I said, when I say spiritual side, I'm not talking about the universe. I'm talking about God. I, I believe in him. I believe his purpose for my life. And I want to live from that place. And so that's Absolutely. why, you know, and that's why I feel like so strongly that you don't have to do what you're doing in your life um, if it doesn't bring you joy. But I also want to it, uh, iterate to you that or reiterate to you that is that no one can make you happy. No one outside of yourself can make you happy. You have a choice to make. And even if you're not happy, you can make the choice to find ways to bring joy into your life. You know, and, and you talked, and we're, we're going to just go back a little bit early on when we started, you talked about 
the fact that you and your husband have been married for 27 years now and you've had a good last three years. And so I, mm-hmm. I, I find that extremely transparent and refreshing to hear you say that because a lot of times people are not going to be that honest. They're not going to be that transparent and say, listen, we've had a huge chunk of our lives together. And this is the time that has been really, really good. But the fact that you've taken that time, and as you said, you've done it for yourself, him receiving of the good Leslie, the the amazing Leslie, the more refined and, and in tune with herself and God, Leslie, him receiving all of that is a byproduct of you really doing the work, which is amazing. And so I love how you say, you know, you, you did it for you, you do it for yourself. And, and those that are, we, those that we're in relationship, they, they receive the byproduct of that goodness that we begin to work on within ourselves. So I, I love how uh, you talked about that. And so tell us, this has just absolutely been really good. I knew, I knew, just let y'all know. I knew this was going to be a good conversation. I didn't know exactly what we were going to talk about. We didn't go into great detail, but I knew this was going to be one of those conversations that, you know, we get to glean from the wisdom that pours out of people who have lived life and are adamant and intentional to then pour that out to other people. And so talk to us about the business and you've given us some insight into your business and you've talked about that somewhat you were in one space in coaching and and now you're in another space, but tell us more about what you're doing and how you're helping other people. Because I feel like at this point, knowing these backgrounds, these tidbits of information, listen, I I, I didn't feel like I was going to be here in a year's time. So I had to make a decision. I had to make a choice that some people may say was selfish simply because they don't under sometimes they don't understand that you have to do what's right for you to live your life. Okay. And then number two, the transparency of your your marriage and and now having a relationship where listen, you can't live with someone and the two of you are not working. And I and when I say not working, I shouldn't say that because you're working, but you don't leave the home to go to a nine to five. You can't do that and the relationship is not good. We're just going to put that out there. It is impossible to be in that house and the two of you are in that house and living cohesively. It's just impossible. So give us give us some, some insight. Yeah, and the key word is live, right? It's, yeah. Um, so when I started, like, as I said, I was, I've been working a lot with women solopreneurs and one of the women I'm working with in South Africa, and so I do work globally, she uh, is now transitioning into, you know, really being full on entrepreneur. She had a, a, a another job. She was a PR in PR. And now she's in business with her sister. They've hired a team. And so what's been really beautiful is that we started working together first to work on herself and all of the things that have happened to her 
since we started working together in February. So we've been working together. This is our last month working together. Uh, it was a, a longer transition, a, long, a longer period of time. But she went from not being able to stand up for herself to, and, and it's so different in South Africa because they really focus on the status. So to have a, you know, when you're in the PR, the car you drive, the house you live in, the clothes you wear, the how you wear your hair, all of that, it matters. And I worked with her through an entire, my, my entire self-care included mindset and emotional awareness. I had that in, as an entire package and it helped her go back and look at herself to heal that wounded self. And when she started doing that and healing her wounded self, she started becoming stronger and then recognized that her power, her, she had power that she could go out into the world to be her own boss. And in doing so, started finding that, you know, recognition from people in the industry were reaching out to her. They were sad to see her leave the company. They no longer want to work with that company because she's no longer there. But then wow. finding, yeah. And then finding, and part of like how I worked with her too was to help her uncover her life vision and mission statement through a series of questions. And I had her do this over almost a two week period of going through the questions because I didn't want her to rush it. Because when she gave me the answers, then I crafted it for her to send it back to her, which allowed her to see, and she's not the first one I've done this for, but it allowed her to see what she's accomplished. Because as, as women, especially if we, we got that inner child of ours that still is tra traumatized through some, by something, that it's so hard to see all of our accomplishments. We're not really celebrating ourselves so helping her craft that to see that she really has all of these things, these great things about her really helped her to see like, oh, I can do this because we crafted that before she decided to step into entrepreneurship full time. And that's when now she's making the plans. She's had the business plan. She's had the meeting. She's found the space. She's hired her employees. She's also got other things that she's doing too, but she's got this confidence about her as well that helps her to then be that for her family her family members you know and so I always feel like self-care is like the lifeblood to our life our success in life and business because we're pouring into ourselves we become the best version of ourselves for us first and then everyone around us and everything we do they it benefits from it and so she's just one of the people that I've worked with but it's just just to show you that when we do the work, all of a sudden, and when we start acknowledging it, because I also want to say that it's not about just doing the work and moving on. It's about still celebrating yourself. So that's documenting your 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 day, the things that you do. Um, like I do every day at the end of my day, I have my gratitude journal and I'm grat and I'm and I'm writing out five things I'm grateful for uh, from that day. And I do that because I want to be able to look back over my life, uh, especially over the, the year, because I like to do annual audits, to see all of my milestones and to celebrate again, to see what worked, to see what habits were were in place that really supported me that I can still continue. 
and the habits that don't serve me, which may, I may still have some that I can actually get my eyes on it, including also our relationships, because we also do a relationship audit, because who's supporting you, who's in your corner, who's an energy drainer, not necessarily that you have to kick them to the curb, but maybe it's the, it's, it's you you know, taking control of your time and only allowing them to have so much of your time and you're spending it, spending your time wisely. Because I believe this is my, my, I believe it to my core that our time is more valuable than money because how we spend our time is going to provide us with the joys in life and also how we spend our time in how we make our money. So our time is, if we spend it well, you're going to have a lifetime of memories. Like I said, I'm in the business now of collecting um, ex experiences because that will sustain me through my lifetime. Uh, so that's a little bit about that. And, you know, the, the really... Um... A couple of things. I mean, there's just so much that stands out to me and I, I love having this conversation and it reminds me. So, you know, and I tell people I'm, I'm transparent with a lot of things surrounding my life and I do have a therapist. And so um, one of the, I had a therapy session just this week and we were talking about how over, over time I have transitioned from you know, I still do the massages, still do, you know, go get my nails done, the pedicure and all of that. But at this point in my life, when I, when I say self-care, it's an inward thing first. And then the outward thing can, can come because, you know, if we focus only on the outside, then that just means we have a, a, our body, this is what I see, the inside of us, we are in total chaos and the outside is clean. And you talked about your faith and, and it reminds me of the scripture where, you know, they come and they clean the outside of the cup, but the inside is dirty. Mm -hmm. And so we have to make sure we have that chaos cleaned out of us. And so what, you know, and I, and I think really the, the point that I want to drive home through this, this, this amazing conversation is that self-care is just that it is self. It, be, it begins internally and then flows out. And as that, that self-care flows out, it's going to flow out to the people that you love and care about. And they will begin to see the difference. They will, you know, whether they do or not, honestly, it doesn't really matter but you know it would be nice if they do if they don't okay but you know being able to experience that higher level of self-care because I was telling my therapist you know there are specific things that I do um actions that I do external actions for self-care but then there's a lot of other things that I do that's internal for self-care and so um, I love that you have really broken it down to, you know, we're going to go through this, this, and this, and this is why it's important. So I really, truly appreciate the information that you have just really released in such a graceful and eloquent, eloquent way. 
any other thoughts that you have that you want to share with us? And then after that, if you could share with us your website. Yeah, so I would say I have essentials. Uh, for me, there's the celebrations of self, so of self-care, which are like you were saying, the ma massages and the mani-pedis, getting our hair done, going for a nice lunch, buying ourselves something, spending time with our friends and our family. That is celebrating. But the essentials, which I think are really important, especially to sustain yourself per professionally as well, is I have my top three, which are really the core, I guess you would say, operating procedures of me, like how I operate my business is learning to say no, because that's protecting your time. You know, you're learning to say no to things that really may not align with you, but, but being really super clear on what you want will help you to, to become aware of maybe how you're filling your calendar. Again, it comes down to protecting that time. Uh, the other thing is asking for help. I think a lot of women don't realize that this, these are self-care essentials, like learning to ask for help when you don't have the answers. You know, I am a believer Like coaches need coaches. If you need therapy, you need therapy. That's because we need to also be able to pour out how we feel, get our, you know, get our thoughts out and talk it through with someone. So I believe in that as well. But asking for help, I think is really important because I used to look at it as a weakness. And when I did that, all I did was I let myself suffer in silence. So asking for help allows you to then perhaps allow someone to give you another perspective that might put you on a path to something better than what you were thinking because you opened yourself up to it. And then part of that is maybe delegating a task out to someone else that maybe is taking up precious time, because again, it always comes back to time, uh, taking up precious time that you could be doing something else in within your zone of genius, if you will, that someone else can take away a burden for you. And then the third one, which is I really feel is so crucial, and I see a lot and, and why I want to really like have women who have teams really look at this one super closely with their teams is taking mental breaks. You know, a lot of the time we're trying to, we're chasing deadlines where we have things in place that need to be done yesterday, if you will, that's usually how they say it, it needs to be done yesterday. But the thing is, if you run yourself ragged, if you run your team ragged, what ends up happening is you and or your team could, that could lead to burnout. And that could also lead to leaves of absence or turnover. So you want to foster by putting in self-care as your, you know, your priority for your business. That's going to help you with retaining your, your team members with team building because they're going to, you're be supporting them. They're supporting you to uh, also, they feel valued and they feel loyal to your company and, but also it's another selling feature for finding the right people to fit the roles that you're trying to, to hire people for, because when they, when you're looking for people and they understand the importance of wellness and they, that's what they're looking for, you're going to build a strong team and, and you're going to find that you're not going to have that turnover because people want to go and, and work in an environment where they're valued where, you know, self-care is really important, not only for them, but for 
the the leader of the company for their their managers for however big the organization is even though i don't work with uh businesses at this point at this moment in time that are bigger than 25 like 25 and less and and that's just because i i haven't gotten that far yet but i think it's it can benefit everyone my my goal is just for the world to really embrace self-care I don't know if you could call it a movement, but as just as this priority in life, that's it's going to be supportive of them professionally, but also personally. So we have, you know, just healthier, happier uh, individuals, relationships, family life, all of that. That's my goal. Um, and you can find me if you're, if you're looking, if you're a woman who has a business, you have te- a team. And you're looking to see like how you can, you know, incorporate wellness as a culture within your company. You can find my web find my website at lesliegaudetcoaching.com. So that's L-E-S-L-I-E-G-A-U-D-E-T coaching.com. And you'll find everything you need to know there. I love it. I absolutely love it. This has been a phenomenal conversation. I knew it was going to be, and you have not disappointed, not one bit, not one bit at all. So I do thank you so, so very much for stopping by and just pouring out such valuable, deep information, jewels, and just your heart. You know, I I can, I'm sure those that are listening can really feel it, sense it, hear it and understand it. So thank you so much, Leslie, for uh, stopping by. And we're going to keep up with you to see where you and Mr. Leslie end up whenever you move again. So I am I am intrigued by that. So we will definitely be keeping up with you on that front. So folks, this has been another great episode of Go Be Great with Coach Karina. I am your host, Coach Karina Calhoun, and I will see you all on the flip side. Bye for now.